at Sea Cuisine, our chefs expertly craft and elevate our seafood. And why do they do this? So when this happens... Let's make something quick. We have to be there by six. Or when this happens... Leave dinner to me tonight. I'll make us something special. You can make a restaurant-quality meal in less than 30 minutes. Our teriyaki sesame salmon, honey chipotle salmon, and garlic and herb tilapia will help you step up dinner tonight. Sea Cuisine. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit bumble.com slash IWD. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey, y'all. This is April. This is Cassandra. Cassandra is back. <laughs> Caroline's fired. She gone. Caroline's for fired. For one Once week. Cassandra got here. Cassandra got, I mean, wait. <laughs> too much drugs. Too many, too many too halls, many, cough drops. Too much Ricola. Um, this is Bloody Happy Hour. Did you say that? Probably. It's Bloody Happy Hour. And this is Thirsty Thursday. This is when we bring you a full episode of one of our... True crime stories that inspired us for the week. Yes? Yes. Okay. I love it. Um, So new listeners, we hope you tune in again, and we hope you share this episode with somebody else. We have two sponsors we need to talk about. The first one is Manscaped. Oh, give me some Manscaped. Manscaped. Tell me about it. Valentine's is coming up. Get your boo some grooming stuff so they can be very clean I mean, and shaven. Be nice and smooth for Valentine's Day. Yes. And every other day. But Valentine's is a good excuse to send a pack, get them a package. Get and you a package you get for your package. For your package. And you get a 20% off discount if you enter. What's our code, Caroline? Um, the code is BHH. And how do they order? Um, you go to manscaped.com, and enter code BHH, and you get free shipping. Free shipping. And what if they live in Canada? North Carolina? North Canada? Carolina, South Carolina, doesn't matter where you live, you get free shipping. Free shipping. So You're no welcome. excuses. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, also, for Sigmatic. Mm, I should have gargled some today, but I just snorted it. So You just snorted it. It didn't help. She was... On it today, all day at work, because she had some Four Sigmatic. Guys, they figured out how to brew coffee. You still have your coffee grounds, but there's also mushrooms in there. And so it's enhanced. It's your brain's best friend, basically. Wow. I mean, what what more could you ask for? Yeah. You're, you're getting stress-free supplements. You're getting extra focus. You're yeah. having energy. I mean, it's giving and you And you're still going to poop. And you will actually poop still, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's coffee plus. It's amazing. 
Coffee Plus. And if you don't drink coffee, go try the protein supplements or the cacao or just find some powder that you can put in anything that you drink um, and you'll get the same benefits. Caroline, how would they order? Um, you go to go.forsigmatic.com slash happy hour. And you get a 30% discount with that happy hour wow. code. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome for all these discounts, y'all. So if um, you like your boo real scraggly down there and you don't get them no manscape, then get them some coffee or some (laughs) cacao. So we are going to read some reviews. We haven't done any in a while and we want to catch up on the last couple that have come in. So I'll start with the first one. This is a five star and... It's called One of the Best True Crime Podcasts from K Mail 16. I have listened to a lot of true crime podcasts over the last several years, and I really love the way y'all present the background on each case and the added humor you sprinkle in with comments and tangents. It truly feels like I'm listening to my friends talk about the case, and I'm right there with them. Also, I enjoy hearing a local Texas story. We're going to Texas again today. I'm so obsessed. Wow. Yeah. You like live in Texas for every story. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm drunk. Um, Well, I'm glad that K Mel loves tangents because T Murray 13 does not. Uh oh. T Murray 13 is a give us two stars. And she says, too much banter. She says, well, he or she, they. We'll just go with they. they. They say, too much banter. It wouldn't be bad if they didn't laugh and banter for 10 minutes. Oh, so sorry. We're having so much fun. T-Marie. T-Marie. Listen, we just have to laugh because these are really rough stories. They are. But you can fast forward 10 minutes and then there's no more laughing. Yep. Or there is. Or there is. And you'll just be pissed again. Okay, and our hundredth review. Remember a while back we asked you guys to go ahead and push this over a hundred? That came from Amy NTX. And this is titled Awesome and it's five star. It says, I have been a fan since the beginning, and who else to be number 100 for the reviews? Love y'all. Y'all are amazing and do great stories and great quickies. Can't wait to hear more. Amy. Um, this is one from uh, Taper Taperst one two three three says love this podcast five stars. So I went to school with Caroline and I remember how funny she was growing up. I got back on Facebook. Blech. That's what it says. But stumbled across this podcast, and I'm so glad I did. I listened to some very popular true crime podcasts, and honestly, this is my favorite. Y'all are so real and funny. P.S. No more chats. Do better, Caroline. Wait. No more chats. Do better. Better do. Better do, Caroline. Dirty. Oh, I'm dyslexic. (laughs) Rachel H. Rachel H. Yay. And the last one is five star best experience ever. Hamill Harp 13. Um, Got to be a guest on the show tonight. These ladies are legit. Had so much fun. Can you get double addicted? I think you can. Um, that's probably from Miss Suzanne. Um, she will hear this one year from now because she's <laughs> she's catching up. On she's all catching the up. That's all right. Y'all, thank y'all so much for all of the comments, the good and the bad. Keep sending them. We love reading them. And it actually helps the show. 
the more reviews you actually put out there, it helps us move to the top of the charts. And, you know, we just need to be up there with Crime Junkie. Yeah, and you know what that means? Then that means that we can make merch. A lot of it. Yes. And then you can buy it, and then we can all look so fun and cool with our new gear and merch. So, do it. so oh, did I tell have? y'all where we're going today? You did. You told us we're going to Texas, and I think we've been to Texas for about... 14 weeks 14 in weeks. a row. So... But I don't even here. purposely. It's so big. I mean, what else? Where else is to go? We'll never run out of stories in Texas. But I don't even purposely look for Texas stories. They just hit you in the face. I yeah. You f- I find a story. I get inspired, and it's like, oh, it's from Texas. So we're going to Dickinson, Texas. Oh, do you Dickinson? know where that is? Yeah, I'm gonna say Dickinson. Well, a you know times. what? There's been a lot of dicks in my life lately because. I've been watching the trial. <laughs> the lawyer's name? <laughs> the lawyer's name is Dick Harputlian. We call him Dick Poot, um, which is always fun to do. And then uh, Alec Murdoch's name is Richard, and he c- can also be called Dick. So wow. there's two Dicks, one Poot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're also drinking on some of our drinks while we tell you this story. And I have a Rancherita. Oh my gosh! Have you Did seen I have these? that last time? I don't know, but I found a new liquor store on my way from when I leave my office and I come here, and it's connected to a laundry. It's it's you know oh, it's, it's no. in the middle of town, and how much percent alcohol is it? It is five point eight, I think. But that sounds so good, Ranch it's Rita. Good. Yeah, try one. Wow. I got. I brought in all the. They have um, a mango. They have spicy. They have classic, and they have blood orange. You want me to try one? Yeah, pick one. Okay, let me spit out my cough drop. Are you drinking on some whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me one. I'll try it, and then we'll review them. Do you, what about spicy? Um, no, I don't like blood spicy. orange. Blood orange. Give me the blood. Um, Since it's bloody happy hour. Also, if you don't know, you can watch us on YouTube. Yeah, watch us. We don't do much, but um, sometimes you'll get a reaction that people that are listening will not be able to get. How about this? There we go. There we go. So if you're a first timer, we will have our favorite drinks while we are telling you a story and we treat it like happy hour. So you're going to hear some ice crunching sometimes. You're going to hear um, sometimes we get too drunk. We might slur. You know, we're just sometimes we're just having April fun. Has allergies Thirsty Thursday coughs into the thing. I always have allergies. So you'll snorts. always hear that. Sometimes I'm Cassandra and I sound like this. Yeah. So, so here we go. You're welcome. Can we go to the 90s? I love the 90s. Yeah. It's it's actually it August of thirty years ago because we're oldest. <laughs> it feels like nineteen seventy was decrep- nineteen yes. was thirty yes. years ago because we are decrepit. Yeah, we're, we're old. We wouldn't be able to pass if we went to high school and tried to enroll and get rid of. Get, right? We would not I, like that young girl did. I know. That's so old. Dickinson, Texas. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think so. It's down by Galveston area. Oh, let me pull up my maps. Okay, <laughs> down by Galveston area, and I'm gonna tell you about a girl named Jennifer Shoots. This is August of um, 1990. So Jennifer is just finished third grade. She's gonna be going into. I'm sorry, just finished second grade. Going to be third grade soon, mm-hmm. and she, it was just her and her mom. Dad has not been in the picture. And they were so close. Mom, single mom. She They lived in some apartments in Dickinson because that's just what she could afford, right? 
But Jennifer was such a very happy, smart, fun-loving kid. She loved school. She loved reading. And she was just overall happy. But she remembers always being afraid of the dark. And so afraid that she slept with her mom every night. Uh Um, And mom was fine with it because they were so close. And, you know, you just got to take advantage of those times because they won't want that forever. Yeah. So it's August 9th, 1990, and Jennifer and her mom are getting ready to go to bed, and her mom's trying to fall asleep, and Jennifer's just, like, restless. She had got bitten by ants earlier that day, so she's, like, itchy. She's real restless, and so Mama's like, I'm going to need you to go get in your bed because i got to get up. i got an early morning. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. And so Jennifer told Mom, okay, I will, but... Only because I love you. And so she gave her mom a hug and she went to her room and she has this big humongous light bulb, like lamp that's the shape of a light bulb. It's the brightest lamp ever yeah. because she's so afraid, afraid of, the, of dark. the dark. So she turns on her lamp, she grabs some books and she's just going to read until she falls asleep so oh that she gosh. doesn't like get scared. You can read in third grade. <laughs> you can read in the third grade <laughs> like i guess i did read goosebumps <laughs> so all she remembers is that when she woke up she was being carried by a man that she did not know oh hell she was about to scream but the man covered her mouth and her nose before she could scream so she's terrified oh, he got into his car and squeezed her in his lap while he's driving to the car with in the car with her with him he told her that she was that he was a cop and that he was taking her somewhere safe so that her mom can come pick her up because something bad happened when she was sleeping shoot now jennifer was with it she was smart she knew that this probably wasn't right and they had just discussed stranger danger in school. Oh, you, you, we already know how you feel about stranger yes, danger. Yes, yes. Well, uh, stranger danger is just one-sided. But in this scenario, it's good because he is a stranger. She did not know him. And so also she was like, cops can't drink while they're at work. He was drinking on some beer oh, no. while they were in the car. Okay? So... She was asking him some questions. Like, Jennifer didn't hold back. She was like, um, well, if you're a cop, I need to see your gun. And where's your badge? And how come you're not in a cop car? And all these questions. And he says that he is an undercover cop. And that he is working a crime. So they pulled into her elementary school. And he turned off the car and they just sat there. And this was a full moon. And Jennifer remembers that he told her that when the moon changes colors, that her mom will be there to pick her up. So it's like full moon, right? And I guess as the world is turning, it gets a little darker or something. I I don't don't know. It just kind of showed. I watched a 48-hour moon did kind of turn a different color and so when it turned colors she was just waiting for lights to come up and instead he turns on the car and says your mom's not coming and he pulls off and when he pulls off he pulls down a dirt road 
to a dead end into a field, an overgrown field. Well, this is by the elementary school. Though, this right? is by the elementary by her, school. Is that the school she goes her to? Her elementary school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Dickinson is not very big at all. So it's probably the only so elementary school. She knows school. where she is. Yeah. I mean, he's not yeah. blindfolded her. <clears throat> and actually, her grandparents live close to the elementary school. So she says, well, can you just drop me off here? There's my grandparents' house. Oh. Drop me off here. Oh, and he was no. like, nope, they're not at home either. Oh, gosh. So pull into the field, overgrown field. And he says, if you want to see my gun so bad, it's in the back seat. So she turns around because she's in the front seat. She turns around to reach into the back seat and he grabs her, rips her clothes off, holds a knife to her neck and says, am I scaring you, little girl? Are you scared yet? He licks all over her body and then he rapes her repeatedly. (sighs) Now... I forgot to warn you guys that <laughs> this is a violent crime against a child, but it's a survival survivor story. Mm. So there is some silver lining. Yes. Yes. Okay. He raped her repeatedly. Then he choked her and tried to snap her neck. You know how they yeah, like, yeah, go like, like this and try like to snap your neck. Jennifer was out cold. But she woke up again. And when she woke up this time, she was being drugged naked by her ankles through the fields. And he was leaving her to die. Now, she's got the wherewithal to know that if she opens her eyes, he may try to finish the job. So she plays dead. Oh, listen, y'all need to to start talking to your kids. Play dead. Tell them. Play dead, play dead. Um, but just think of how much pain she's probably in and how oh, sad. And I like can't. her having oh, to keep God. these emotions, right? So when he drops her, he drops her on top of a fire ant bed. I, you know this is like her stepdad or something. Somebody who she's like, lives think with. so. It has to be. It has to be. It's okay. got to be somebody close to her. Okay. Drops her on a fire ant bed. So... She knew, right, that she was going to play dead. Oh, so she kept her eyes closed. Get on a fire ant bed. But on she, a fire ant bed. She already had fire ant bites from uh-huh. when she was with her mom. Yes. So then she waited for him. She listened. She heard him walk away. She heard him get in his car. She heard the car start up, pull off. So she waited till she knew it was safe. She and then she tried to scream. Ants. She tried to scream. Oh, she couldn't. And she couldn't. Oh, oh God. And she didn't know why. And so she tried to lift her head so maybe she can try to get up. She couldn't. Like, it oh, hurt. Gosh. Then she took her hand and she felt her neck and she had realized her throat was slashed, like, <gasps> from ear to ear. Oh, shit. And that's why she couldn't talk. She fell back out of con- out of consciousness. Oh, she she was, passed out. Yeah, she, she fainted. Fell she, back to unconscious. Like shock. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. So she woke up again, and this time the sun was up. Oh my gosh! How is she even alive? She has a throat slashed. Yes. What is her and name? And she had been raped, Jennifer. I know, but it's not Jennifer Cave because that was last week. So. Shoot. Shoot. Okay. Jennifer shoot. So, oh, I did do a Jennifer yeah, last like week, didn't I? <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Okay, so she woke up because she was getting bit by fire ants all over her body. Yeah. And she really couldn't do anything about it because she couldn't move. Um, she can kind of use her arms a little bit, but she she was just hurt, right? And then she couldn't yell. She was helpless because she could see cars passing like through. Now, this is an overgrown field, so people passing by just wouldn't be able to see her because she's like in the grass. But she could see like over the the grass and the weeds that there was cars, but she couldn't yell for them. So she just felt so helpless. Then the buzzards start coming. Oh. Flying around. And she just knew she was going to cry. Cry, Sorry, die. (laughs) She's not crying yet, but I bet she probably that too. Oh, my gosh. So she begins to pray. And... But she doesn't pray for, like, herself and her pain and to stay alive. She prays for her mom and 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 for her family and for God to keep her family strong because she thinks she's going to die. She passes out. Now, back at home, mom had a good night's sleep in the bed because for the first time you get your bed to yourself, right? And she wakes up. And her routine is she gets up and then she gets Jennifer up. She yells for Jennifer and Jennifer usually responds. Well, nothing. So she goes in Jennifer's room. And she's gone. And she's gone. But the window's wide open. So she's panicking. Every mother's nightmare. I mean, what are the odds? Your child is kidnapped through the freaking window. The one night they sleep in their bed by themselves. It's all because of those damn fire ants. It's the fire ants' fault. So now she calls the police. Police are searching. The city's searching. The mom is on the news pleading with people because they think that she's kidnapped, right? And the day is almost over, and Jennifer is still in this field. She's there. It's about 12 to 14 hours that she's just there. How did she not bleed out? Oh, my gosh. I know. The sun was setting, and so it's going to get dark again. And she hears some kids playing in the fields. They're playing tag. Oh, my God. And one of the kids tripped over Jennifer's foot. No. Shut the front door. <laughs> the kids find Jennifer. She's over here like, ah, my foot tripped over my And they did. She's like, And they did. Yeah, they did. They're like in it. She's like in and out of consciousness. She she's wakes bleeding up. bleeding out over here. She can't she's speak. She's bleeding she out. Yeah. It's throat. the worst. It's the worst. So, she's naked. Yes, just oh, about. I, I don't think she's all the way, but she's just about because we're going to find her clothes here in a minute. Oh, my gosh. So when Jennifer woke up yeah. again, uh, the police was in front of her and they told her that she was safe. Oh. So the when the kids found her. I bet she's like, no. Because I was already with the police officer. Yes. Yes. You're right. And that's actually going to happen. So the police, I mean, sorry, the kids find her and they take off running. And they're like going to get help, going to get help. They, They knew that they should have somebody call the police. And so that's how the police get there. Now, they she was care flighted to the hospital and the police saw how horrible she looked. And they just knew that this was going to turn into a murder investigation. It's no longer a kidnapping investigation. They were like, she's going to die. Yeah. Are yeah. you getting hot again? No, I'm just, <laughs> I just can't sit still. So the guy cut through her trachea, trachea, through her vocal cords, 
And so they had to close that wound. Her body was covered in fire ant bites. And one source said human bites. Oh. She had been raped. Is, she had been bruised her? and choked. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, one source said that. It did say that she was lick, he was licking her all over her body. So could he have licked her and bit her? It definitely wouldn't be the first time that well, happens. Well, hope they get those teeth experts. Teeth. Yeah. What is that called? A dentalist? <laughs> Remember they like discount that anyways? Yeah, yeah. But in the 90s, they probably would have. Yeah. So at the hospital, the police um, had presence outside of her room because it was about to be on the news that she was alive, that this missing girl oh. was found and found alive. So they wanted to keep her safe. Um, she had special staff, like s- staff assigned to her because she was afraid of men. Uh, well, you think the, she's probably a, definitely a lesbian now. And especially, <laughs> and especially men who pretend Pretended like they either. should be trusted. Mm-hmm. So a male doctor came in there at one time she's and like, she kicked GTFO. the shit out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A male nurse came in. She, like, was not having it. So um, when the police needed to talk to her, they stood outside the door, and they sent messages through her mom. Okay? So she she had surgeries. They had to work on her. She's up, but she can't talk. But they need to... um, Ask her some questions because and she's a survivor. Yeah, and at this point, she's a third grade, like a second grade, third grader. Yeah, she's, she's like eight, nine years old. She's about to start third grade in a couple weeks. If you look on our Instagram, this picture that we're posting, it is of Jennifer in the hospital, and she's up. But if you look at her eyes, she has critiquia in there. I did not spell it right. <laughs> Shoot. Look. Oh. Because he had choked her so yeah, it's hard like that her blood vessels in her eyes had busted. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, but she's up. She still can't talk. She has like this cord coming out of her throat. But they knew they needed to talk to her. So, um, you have some police officers at the hospital asking her questions. And then some police officers are in where the crime scene is. And about two blocks from the crime scene, they find some clothes in a ditch. Okay? They find little girl panties, little girl clothes, a men's shirt, and men's underwear. Mm. So they grab them, they bag them, and they tag them. And... Now they're going back to question Jennifer. She couldn't talk, right? Yeah. And she was scared of men. So they're going, asking these questions through the mom. So Jennifer gets a pen and some paper. And when they ask questions, Jennifer writes down all of her answers. Oh, shit. And she, like, she was a badass because they were like, do you remember him? And she was like, yes, he was a white male. He had a beard. He was probably about 30s-ish. He was real greasy. So like she didn't know him. She did not know him. Mm, nope. Um, and they were like, do you? And she wrote down a name. His name was Dennis. 
Because oh, remember, she was grilling him, and she was like, well, if you're a police officer, what's your name? He and gave her, her real na- his real his, name? Yes. Dumbass. Name is Dennis. But he people. thought she I'm was dead. Now, so I'm, I just turned to <laughs> lesbian. I'm not bisexual anymore. I'm lesbian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not even June. You usually wait for June, oh, gay pride okay. month for Let that. me wait. Let me wait for June. Okay. I take it back. Okay. So she was such a badass that she remembered that he had on blue jeans and a black shirt and that he wore glasses and he had a beard and a mustache. He was white. She remembered the type of cigarette he was smoking, marble reds, and that he was drinking Bud Light beer. And she even wrote it was in the red and the blue can. Remember the old Bud Light? Budweiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. she described the car, the color down to a T, and that it even had a dent. And on the wet side of the car, it had a dent on. Like, she was so Listen. DTF. It's like, did her mom watch Law and Order with her? I think so. She knows everything. She knew everything to look at. She knew everything. And so they had... So impressed. I, I would not be able to remember that even now if I was totally just yeah. in my right mind. Mm-hmm. She got it all. So a forensic artist comes in next, and they need to draw a composite sketch because they were like, well, hell, we're, we need to utilize her and her brain, and while she's got this all fresh in her head, let's do a composite sketch. So her and this lady work together. <clears throat> and they draw a composite sketch that Jennifer just kind of writes down yeah. what she needs, and they work together for hours on this, right? Mm-hmm. When she shows, when the artist shows Jennifer the picture, she looked at it and teared up oh, because shit. it looked so much like I, I've always her so kidnapper. With these sketch people. Yeah. You know, sometimes. <laughs> so... Now, Jennifer eventually heals, and she miraculously got her voice back. But they also determined that she may never be able to have kids because he damaged her so when he raped her. They, I just, do they study these people? Do they study these people? I don't know. These predators, these. Yeah, they study them. How does somebody even, ugh, I just don't understand. So, um, her life was, of course, never the same after that. She couldn't trust men. Um, when she went back to school, there was police presence at the school. The town was terrified because they knew that this guy was loose, right? They hadn't caught him yet. Mm-hmm. And so they were scared for their kids. I'm sure kids didn't. Parents didn't let their kids go to their her house because, you know, would he come back after her to try to finish her off because yeah. she's alive? Like, there's just all these questions. So, life was never the same, but Jennifer, like, goes on and she kills it at school. She graduates high school. She goes to college and all these great things are still happening in her life. She doesn't let it, like, get her down, right? Now, remember I told you they found the clothes in the ditch. Men's clothes and her underwear and men's yeah. underwear. 
They found two pubic hairs on the underwear, and they knew thought found what they thought was like ejaculation on the underwear. So they had two choices. They could try and get a DNA profile from it all now, but they had nobody to match it with. So they wouldn't be able to get a DNA profile later on if they have a suspect later on. And so what if you don't get a suspect until way later, the DNA may not be good anymore because this is the 90s. They don't have all that high tech that we have now. Or they could just wait until they actually have a viable suspect and then compare their DNA to the DNA that like the suspect's DNA to the DNA on the underwear. So they decide to wait, which is smart. Okay. Okay. So now they just have it. They bag it. They tag it or whatever. 18 years goes by. Okay. But what about all these notes? I know. Okay. That's how she. Told I know. Them I know. I know. I know. I know. It was just a lot of notes. Yeah, she wrote. She wrote so much. She wrote so much. Yeah. She told them that it was an, that they. She told all the details. Yeah, I, if of, I wanted some candy. I said no way. Yes. So, cause she had just learned stranger danger. Oh yeah. You don't take candy from a stranger. Black um, Messiah. Huh. Brown. I mean. Jeez, he said, he, I worked at the garage and the Dickinson police and Galveston police, blue jean, black shirt, marble. I mean, she's given the most. Details. Yes. So Thank what you. I told you at the beginning of the story, we know because she wrote it down and told them. That's crazy. And then when she had a voice, she was able to tell them again. Wow. So, so many notes that she wrote. So much. And this is what I thought of being in education. You know how many second and third graders don't know how to write and don't really know their letters like dyslexia is a is very common in kids <laughs> so I was like luckily this girl did not have dyslexia or dysgraphia where she could not write down because you can't yeah. speak it you can't, and if you can't write it would this case be solved because it is solved now good tell us and that crazy 18, 18 years later so 18 years later she Gosh. graduates. Well, yes. Yeah, so she graduates high school and she goes to college. 18 years later, the case is cold. Well, clearly. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. (laughs) 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, Do you mean, could it be? 
The Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. Every leader wants their employees to live and work happily ever after. Thankfully, you don't need a magic wand or a fairy godmother to make that dream come true. HR, payroll, and workforce management solutions from UKG give you the tools you need to support and celebrate all your people. Make your fairy tale workplace a reality with UKG. UKG, our purpose is people. At Sea Cuisine, our chefs expertly craft and elevate our seafood. And why do they do this? So when this happens... Let's make something quick. We have to be there by six. Or when this happens... Leave dinner to me tonight. I'll make us something special. You can make a restaurant-quality meal in less than 30 minutes. Our teriyaki sesame salmon, honey chipotle salmon, and garlic and herb tilapia will help you step up dinner tonight. Sea Cuisine. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit bumble.com IWD. All right, so now Jennifer's working as a, like, a school librarian, and um, 
so many, this case is cold, Mm. but she's relentless with it. So it's always assigned to somebody. It's just been assigned to so many different detectives and none of them really get anywhere on it. And they really don't give it that much time until a guy named Tim Cromie comes into town. We're going to call him Hero Tim. Hero Tim was just assigned to the case. And the first thing he did was review everything. And then he sat down and he met with Jennifer because he was like, I need to put a face right now to the victim. And then he promises her that he's going to dedicate his career to her case. That he won't give up on her like kind of the other people did, right? Yeah. So... She was so worried and not that he, because now she's grown, not that he was going to come back and get her, but she was like, what if he's been doing this to other girls this whole time? She was so worried for other people. So it's 18 years later. And how did they not even catch him when they had? Because it's 1990. What can you do with it? DNA stuff. Yeah, they didn't have. And then if they had DNA, they didn't have anything to run it against. And so they couldn't take the chance of him not being in the system because it wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, You you only had enough to get one profile out of it. Yeah. So it's 18 years later. And so the detectives are like, um, we have so much more technology now. Yeah. We need to do something with this DNA. Like they get, you know, you usually get cases where there's no DNA. They're like, we have it right here. So they took the DNA from T-shirt, from the underwear, from everything. And they sent it to Quantico, Virginia, to the DNA lab. Mm -hmm. And because this is a cold case, it's not high on the list, priority list. So it took one year. But one year later, she'd already been waiting 18 years. What's one one more? more. So in 2009, they get a hit. Oh, shit. And the name is Dennis. Dennis. Earl Bradford. Oh, sounds like a molester. Chester the molester. It does. Dennis. And so they run Dennis. Now, because they got a hit, it's because he was already in the system. So he was in the system because he was convicted in 1997. So just seven oh. years after he raped Jennifer in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, he done went to Arkansas. <clears throat> he kidnapped and raped a woman this time. Oh. <coughs> um, and so his DNA was in the database. But Jennifer had known this whole time it had been Dennis. What? They just, I mean, because remember he had oh. told him the name. She knew the name was Dennis. Yeah. They just didn't have a Dennis to put it to. So when he looked back at the records, he looked at her writing and she, he saw that she had wrote down the name Dennis. Oh and she was like, gosh. he was like, she knew all along. We just didn't know what Dennis it was. So they went to the driver's license database to see what he looked like. And if you held up his driver's license from 1990 and the composite sketch, Spit an image. Like, oh. that's how good her and oh that artist gosh. did. <clears throat> so, he lived in Dickinson in 1990 at the time of Jennifer's attack. He lived right down the road from her apartments. He did not know her or the mom at all. After he did that, after he hurt Jennifer, he went to Little Rock 
and um, and then moved to Hot Springs, and now he is married, and he has two stepkids. I hate him. Hate him, hate him, hate him. I hope he burns his penis off. He probably does. I or hope it does burns. Worse. I hope it has, like, it's, like, gets bit by tiny bugs. And A bunch one of crawls, fire ants. One crawls inside his penis hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it swells up, and then it, like... Bites on the inside. So I have a clip of him because they take him to this station in Hot Springs and they question him. Good. I hope he's fat and uncomfortable. Ever again, Jennifer <laughs> Hewitt? Yes. Did you ever have occasion to come in contact with her? Yes. Tell me about that. No. My whole life for the past 20 years has been utterly and completely up because of my mistake. I can tell, obviously, this affects you a lot, but I think you would, if you were to see her, I think you would be extremely proud of her. I really do. Oh, thank you. Tell him, tell him what he said. Okay, so if you didn't hear, he basically just was like, have you ever heard of a girl named Jennifer Shute? He said, yes. Tell us about that. He said, no. And so the detective told him that you would actually be proud of what Jennifer was today. And he throws his head in his hands and he's bawling crying because he is just now finding out that Jennifer is alive. So this whole time, according to what he's trying to tell us, he thought Jennifer was dead. And so he said his life has been horrible ever since then. He's a firm believer in Christ, and he prayed for her to be okay. Um, Now, after this, he says, I'm sorry, Mama, and he confesses to everything and his story is just about verbatim to Jennifer's story which is what I led with at the beginning of he crawled into her window he took her out of her bed and just a random window uh, so he says he has no idea why he did it 
He was just being a drunk asshole, and he has no idea why he pulled into the apartment, curb apartment complex. But when he did, he saw her window lights on, her window open, and saw that opportunity. Open? Like up? Well, like the blinds. Like he could see in there. Oh, you need to close your blinds. I mean, I love my blinds open. At night? Yes. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's what I was going to ask. Sometimes like, I do leave mine open and walk around naked just in, so, in hope somebody will see me. <laughs> kidding. I close them. Um, Because yeah. then they'll be like, why is your dog humping you all the time? <laughs> <laughs> While you're naked. While you're naked. <laughs> so this video went viral just not too long ago because it was like <laughs> clickbait. Like, right? People are like, oh, look. I would not have expected that reaction from anybody. I would expect a denial. Oh, I gotta go watch 48 Hours. Yeah, there is a 48 Hours episode. It's called Live to Tell about it. And Jennifer is on there and she's telling her story. So he broke down when he found out. And then they are so good. They had Jennifer on the other side of the window. So she got to hear him break down his full confession and everything. Tell me again why he was um, caught in the jail. Why was he brought to jail right then? Um, because they were you? questioning him because his name came up on the... But how did it? His DNA profile. His name came up on the DNA profile. Oh, and he had... The reason he had a profile... Is because he had been um, convicted for raping and kidnapping a woman in Arkansas. And why did he do that? We're about to get there. Oh. Yeah. So, okay, so. But he's married and he has kids. He's married now and he has kids. He's been married twice. Mm, Okay. So, Jennifer heard the whole confession. And he later tells police that, you heard him say that two days after the attack. He ran. He tried to commit suicide. Oh, he was unsuccessful. And he was hospitalized. And when he was at the hospital, just down the hall, when Jennifer was in the hospital, they were in the hospital. Same hospital. Same hospital. Same time. He tried to shoot himself. And I think he like grazed his part of his body and it went to the ceiling. And so they committed him for a little bit. So he was like in the psychiatric part. Dennis, shooting yourself to Dennis, the rapist. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. If you were there, you would have. I would have been like, was. And I would not have. (laughs) (laughs) So when he got out of the hospital is when he ran and he never looked back. And according to him, he didn't, he avoided any news from that area. Like, I guess he just didn't want to know according to him. So. Then he meets a woman in Little Rock, Arkansas at a bar, and he asks her to have a drink like five times like the LSU boys, Oh, right? Yeah. Have a drink with me. She turned him down. Have a drink with me. She turned him down. So he, she finally gave in. She's finally like, fine. And she ended up leaving. She, he convinced her to, that he was going to take her home. She got into his car. They drove to a creek. Uh-huh. He raped her and beat her. And drug her body, naked body, out to a pond and tried to drown her. Oh, no. She... Was she wasted? 
I don't know if she was, I don't know. I mean, I know they're drinking at a bar, but you don't have to be wasted to be drunk and drug. He drug oh, her body. Oh, drugged? No. Oh. He was dragging her like yeah, he yeah, drugged. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't know if she was like so drunk that she was like out of it and he could drag her. He had beat her first. Oh, he just had beat her up so bad. Yeah. He oh raped her and he beat her and then he drug her to the pond or a lake or what would whatever body of water was nearby yeah. and tried to drown her. Oh, no. She lived. He's just a shitty killer. He's the worst. He's the worst killer ever because she lived and then she turned him in and pressed charges. She's rape and run. Rape he and was run. married with two kids at, at that time, time and his wife left him. Oh, good. He was sentenced to 12 years in prison, but he only did four years. Oh, hell. Yes. He didn't get beat up and all this stuff. I guess not. Well, because it was a woman. They knew nothing about a kid charge. Okay, so when he got out is when he moved to Hot Springs, and that's when he met this new girl and married her, and she had two stepkids. So that's where he is right now, and that's now he got arrested. He was just a normal family guy. He was working as a welder. Like, nobody ever really would have yeah. thought it. Just drank Bud Light and drank Mar- I mean, he does Marlboro just Lights. look like a Yeah, he just like normal a normal, dude. yeah. So, um, he got arrested, and he pleaded guilty. And Jennifer was so excited because she was going to be able to have her day in court. And so, they set the trial. It was now 20 years later, and they set it on the 20-year anniversary of her kidnap and rape. So, they set it for August 10th. 2010 oh hell this was her 20 year um, anniversary of all that and she started working on her victim impact statement because she had been holding in everything that she wanted to tell him this whole time now by this time jennifer has been married to an amazing guy she was happy living her life she was a librarian but now she can have peace knowing that her attacker is captured. So it's like yeah. that was the one thing that was just kind of keeping her from having so. total peace. But she does not get her day in court. I looked ahead. <laughs> I'm pissed. Because on May 10th, 2010, he hung himself I hate in people. his. <laughs> I hate people. You coward! Galveston <gasps> County jail cell. I don't understand how jail works. I need to go look at a jail and just how do you? He hang? made a noose from his bedding. That's what they always do. Yes. How do you tie it so tight you to where it chokes real dedicated. your throat? Real dedicated. How does it not lo- loosen? I can't even tie a blanket around me tight enough to walk through the house acting like a queen before <laughs> it falls off. As an <laughs> like, adult, I don't really. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I do it, it with some kids. <laughs> Even better. Oh my goodness! You don't know what goes on in my house. <laughs> mm. You don't know the cosplay I do. So the police called Jennifer to tell him that he hung himself, <laughs> and Jennifer knew because at the confession she was like, "Do not let him kill himself. I want my day right." And so they hear, her, they say that she was like screaming you know and crying and yelling on the phone but deep down she knew it so jennifer was like i want him (coughs) to hear 
this impact statement. Like she just felt like she didn't get her closure. I guess that was a closure. So her and her husband decide to go to the grave of Dennis. And they read it to him. And they read it to him. And I'm not going to read all of it because it was like four pages. But here was the crazy part is. The ground shook. Um, so. His hand came out. It says, I waited 19 years, two months and three days to find out your last name and for you to be caught. I knew your first name was Dennis because you told me before you raped me and attempted to murder me on in 1990. When you cut my throat from ear to ear, you assumed that I died. Or that if I'd lived, I wouldn't be able to talk. Well, you chose the wrong little 45-pound, 8-year-old girl to try and murder because for 19 years, I've thought of you every single day and helped in searching for you. Every year that has passed has given me more strength and drive for when I finally would be able to face you. So... Then she kind of stops and she looks back at her husband. She was like, this is pointless. He can't hear me. And right when she says that, her feet get attacked by fire ants. Oh, hell. <laughs> shut the door. Oh, Lord, no. And so she took that as, as like her answer. Like somebody's listening. Somebody's there. Remember these fire ants? Isn't that crazy? I cannot. I thought his that hand was, her was, validation. That was his hand coming out of the dirt. <laughs> I knew it. Oh. You, that was a poltergeist. You're thinking about poltergeist. Carol Ann. <laughs> well, I am Clarice. Wait, is that my name? Cassandra. Cassandra. I forgot. Okay, so Jennifer finished her letter. She never looked back. That was her validation. That was her closure. She now travels and works with child victims of violent crimes. And after one of these episodes aired... A doctor contacted her who works with people who have tr- can't have kids, and bitch got two kids now. Like, he went through all these treatments, and now she's got two kids. Because remember, he had damaged her so bad in the rape that the doctor told them that she would never be able to have kids. Oh, oh like, like she would never be able to birth two kids, and she birthed two kids? She did. Wow. Yes, so she has two kids, and so she's just winning, 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 winning. Oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. I know. Wow. So somebody say, badass Jennifer shoots. Badass Jennifer Shoot, and it's not S-H-O-O-T. Like, that's why I tried to Google. Uh-huh, that's why I didn't spell it for you. I know, so rude. But, S-C-H-U-E-T-T is her name. She still lives in Dickinson. Well... She's badass. We need to get her on the show because she's basically our neighbor. And that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to give a sad story and a true crime story, but I wanted a semi-happy ending, and it sucks that he killed himself. But also, right, everybody – so that video, do you think it was genuine? Do you think those were genuine tears? Oh, I think he was genuinely shocked. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, oh, God. I mean, the cops later believe, uh, the cops later said that it was, the ones that were there uh-huh. said that it was very ingenuine uh-huh. and that there was no way he could not have known that they, she was alive because it was a big national that's thing. what i was, was going to say like so how did you miss it how did he even not if you're hear in about arkansas the case. yeah 
So it, it's like divided. Like there's a lot of people out there that think because he killed himself because he was so scared to face her, right? He was really just covering his ass. But then a lot of people were like, he knew. He knew, and he wasn't sorry because he went and did it again and failed exactly. again. Exactly, because so, he's the worst killer. Yeah, yeah. Worst a, killer. He's not even a killer. You're not even a killer. Oh, goodness. Anyways, cool. so that's it. Dennis Bradford, he's a douche. What a story. What a great story. All right, y'all. That is it. That was, good. that was really good. That is it. That is it. We will see you next week for some brand new stories. Well, I think maybe Carolyn might be joining us next week. Okay. But we never know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. I think that's all we have. Don't forget to rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. Follow us on all the social media platforms because we're there. Everything. Do and it all and do it fast and do it hard and do it now. <laughs> do it now. <laughs> Um, and sometimes we get, like, I can't get inspired of stories. Yeah. So it's always great when y'all send us stories or tag us in posts because yep. we'll eventually do them. Yeah. And, um, yes, that's accurate. Okay. What should they do next? Um, they should go oh, follow right. us on all the things oh, and yeah, do all I the things and everything and everything and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and watch the stories and like and comment and share. Share, share, share. And don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be GTF. Bye, y'all. Bye. Love you. Love y'all. Love you. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.